I'm a go-getter. It's the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. His goal is to inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Success is the only option. Go-Getter is all about mindset. My mindset is, since I'm here, why not be the greatest ever? And it's a win-win situation. Let's say I don't become the greatest ever. I'll become one of the greats. But it forces me to grind the greatness every day. And if you want to win that life, you got to grind the greatness every day. You deserve to live your best life. The world can sleep on you, but just make sure you don't sleep on you. So I love and believe in you, and I want to take you to that next level. Put your seatbelt on. Ride with me. What up, world? Yeah, it's your boy Jay Black. Every day I'm running the greatness. I'm a go-getter. Let's get straight to it. I'm excited. Yeah. Then I guess I got in the building today. Got them three words coming again. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, welcome to the Go-Getter Podcast with Jay Black. For the new viewers and listeners, go-getter. What's a go-getter? Glad you asked. A logo sums up my message. One finger to the brain, one to the sky. So I'm saying this with the right mindset. You go to the top. I put the red check next to the brain because everything starts with the mind and take blood, sweat, and tears to achieve goals. You're a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. Success is the only option. The guest I got in the building today, everything about him says success is the only option. Before I get into my guest, though, let's start by shouting out my mentoring program, Go-Getter Academy. Young kings and young queens are doing a great job with their behavior rankings. Now, what we do every week on our virtual calls, um, have them give me a number, 1 to 10. 1 being terrible, 10 being great. Now, I expect all of them to be between 8 and 10. But they give me a number, and their parents give me a number. So, we've had, if they get it below an 8, that's 100 jumping jacks. Over 20 people, in the, we didn't did 1,700 jumping jacks. You know what I'm saying? But, but I want to understand with this, right, is that their actions affect more than them. So, when they get older, they get into the workforce, or they become an entrepreneur, or you're going to work in a team setting. So your actors want to affect more than you. So now we're down to doing like two or 300 for the last month. So definitely want to shout out the young kings and young queens with Go Get Academy. With Go Get Academy, we focus on mental health, goal setting, leadership development, entrepreneurship, financial literacy, community service. Also got a shout out. It's the relaunch of Go Get Apparel. Make sure you go get your Go Get gear. We just got the new V-necks for the ladies. We got the crop top for the ladies. We got the Go Get leggings. You already know we got the Go Get shirts. Got Go Get a socks. Even got a Go Get a pillow. So I want you to think about your dreams when you're sleeping. So definitely check out the website, GoGetAWorld.com or JBlackInspires.com. Now, as you all know, we live in a very cold, dark world. So I want to share these mental exercises. It's a great way to start your day. If you look at the word can't, right, or impossible, you look at the word impossible, it says I'm possible. You look at the word can't, if you take the T off of can't, it says can. Yes, you can do whatever you put your mind to. But this mental exercise is a great way to start your day. So when you first wake up, I need three positive thoughts. I'll share a few of mine with you. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Be a great husband. Be a great father. This is when you first wake up. Now, from there, you should be going to the restroom, brushing your teeth, washing your face. If not, we got a problem. But while you're in the restroom, look at that person you see in the mirror. I need positive affirmations. Say, I am great. I am a winner. Success is the only option. Now, for those of y'all that got small kids, families, I don't want you to get cussed out. I got cussed out a few times, so I'm going to give you the alternate version. It's not a good look, 5 o'clock in the morning. I am great. I, no, I don't want you to get cussed out, kicked out the house, you know. So you can do the alternate version. I am great. I am a winner. I just, I'm just looking out for you. So a great mental exercise to do. Now, my guest, Tim Anderson Jr., CEO, founder of the Fallen Fathers Foundation, a nonprofit 501c3 organization who targets to provide positive outlets and affordable resources 
to disadvantaged youth through mentoring, entrepreneurship, and programming. He's also the owner of Fallen Fathers Landscaping, LLC, and he's the operations manager of, the, of an exit program. It's a dog re-entry program for homeless felons. Also, he's a youth football coach. And we're going to dive right into this. But before I do this, I got to let my guy say what's up. So say what's up to the people. What's up, world? How y'all doing today? Y'all ready for me? And I know ready or not, he here, so y'all better be ready. So this interview, this interview hit different, you know, because, you know, you family. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. Um, the transition, you know, it's definitely, um, it's been a great thing to watch. But I'm going to take you back, you know, to Rich P. We started off like this. You know what I'm saying? So this is how we started off with you. So... Rich P, the album Blessed, track, Lord Forgive Me. Mm-hmm. You start off with the intro, actually, Martin Luther King Jr., you know, he's speaking, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I want you actually to finish this work. You said, want to leave the game alone, but it's not, but it's not that easy. <laughs> so finish, I wanted to take you back to that point, you know what I'm saying? Because you were still a street cat at that point. You were still in the streets at this not point. That easy. This is how I eat, Lord. Who the hell going to feed me? I remember. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, but you weren't hearing, like, you, you, it was like it was, it was a juggle then and then, you know, seeing it, because you, you just knew probably that you probably couldn't keep living like this. So, do you it, think, go yeah, talk about that time. Oh, so, I'm glad you, I'm glad you touched on that, because that's actually one of my favorite songs, honestly. Um, and it's because I was, I was at a tug of war at that point in time with, um, with myself, you know what I'm saying? Everybody talk about wrestling demons, fighting demons. I was fighting myself at that point in time because I knew mentally that I couldn't continue to be in the streets. I knew what the outcome was going to be. It was going to be death. It was going to be jail. There was only two options. You know what I'm saying? And me being the hands-on father that I am, I definitely didn't want that fate for myself. You know? Um, but... Like you talked about mental health, you know, I touch a lot through my mentoring on mental health and on trauma, you know what I'm saying, because of what I experienced. But at that time, I didn't have nobody really to talk to or feel like I could vent to about what I was going through. So music was really my outlet, you know, and that's another reason why through Fallen Fathers Foundation, we focus on positive outlets. Right. Know? What can help you get through whatever you're going through. Right. You know what I'm saying? And music was my thing. That particular verse, those particular bars right there was me, you know, talking to God. The whole song is actually me talking to God and, and, and confessing to God, venting to him about what I had going on internally and spiritually. Um, and I was really, like, I was wrestling with, do I continue to do what I'm doing in the streets to put food on the table and, and take that chance of being removed permanently from my children's lives? Or do I start from scratch and figure out another way? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I say it on the, on, on the chorus, I know you don't talk back, but please listen. Right? You know what I'm saying? Because give me a sign. Right. Give me a sign. You know? And at that point in time, I had no extensive criminal record. You know? And it was like I was looking just for a sign, a call. And like, what are you supposed to be doing, Rich? So do you think the sign... You you had to fully hit a sign to go to prison to fully. I think personally for me I did. Okay. I think I did. I think because even when I went to prison, I wasn't fully ready to give a hundred percent to change. You know, I still had those thoughts. Like I still had that level of aggression. I still had that anger in me. 
And it's like when I went to when I went to prison, I, I wanted revenge. Like I was still was like, oh man, this dude told on me. Like I ain't feeling that. When I come home, it is what it is. And then even when I came home, I still had some of that in me. Right. You know, it was I'm gonna tell you what what sparked my change because yes, I did come up with the idea and the plan and the vision for Fallen Fathers in the penitentiary, but to actually see it through, it took for me to be leaving the house one day and my keys jiggled. And my son, Timmy, he ran straight up to me like, and Timmy was two when I left. When I came home, Timmy was about to go to kindergarten, you know? So every time I left, he would run up. And he was like, one particular day, he just was like, where you going? And I'm like, I'll be back. And he was like, is you coming back? Because his, the trauma that he experienced was a cookout at two, a hug from his dad, i see you later. And then I'm gone for years. Right. You know what I'm saying? He never got to, he wasn't old as the other kids. We couldn't sit down and have that conversation. Daddy going to be gone for a minute. You know, like, so he had no clue. Right. So, like, I remember being in prison and having to be tough. Everybody hard in prison. Everybody a gangster. Like, you can't show no emotion. But the first time I got a visit, now my oldest son, I never could, I got to see his mom. Like, his mom never brought him to the penitentiary to see me, and then they was in Columbus. But Timmy, my mom, and my dad. Now, my dad always told me, because he knew what I was into, if you ever go to jail, I'm not coming to visit, I'm not writing, don't call me. But quiet is kept. Talk to my dad damn near every day mm-hmm. when I was locked up. Like, he actually was on my side. He had my back. He brought my son to visit me. And i never forget, I'm in the penitentiary, state coast. State shoes, the Velcro strap shoes. I'm used to shopping at Saks. Like, I'm Gucci, Louis. I'm, I'm in Velcro shoes. And my son come in, and he's looking at me. You know what I'm saying? You get that little hour visit, and we talking or whatever, and it's time to go. And they let him hug me. And they, like, all had to walk out. Good. And this is a real situation. And even this... He been home now for um, close to four, five years. Five years. And even him just going back, you know, I think that's the power. That's the power of a memory. I talk about memory, knowing your buttons. Like, it's easy for me to stay motivated because I can think about my whys. You know, I can think yeah. about my, my son. I can think about my wife. You know, the doctor came and told me she has MS and right. she got lesions on her brain and spine and she'll never, she's going to be in a wheelchair. And that's 2017. She's still walking. She's walking today. I can remember them telling my two youngest kids got autism mm-hmm. and they probably never talk. You know, they, they're going to talk. They'll be supposed to be autism. But yeah. what you're seeing right there is a real situation. He can remember vividly. He's, he's fully there right now. I'm telling y'all. Go ahead and continue. Yeah, so son, son, he looked back and he like, you're not coming? He three. He's not, not coming? And I'm, I can't. And he cried. Mm. So... My face is like it is now. I'm like, damn. I broke his heart. Right. But I got to go back to the yard. I got to go back to the block after this. So I got to fix my face. I can't go back to the block. Teary-eyed, hurt, emotional, because that's a sign of weakness. You know what I'm saying? And that was, like, stuff like that is what made me realize I got to be out here. I got to be out here. I can come home. I can get bricks, I can get guns, I can get whatever, access to whatever I want. But that's ultimately going to land me back there. And I know as much as I love money, 
I love my kids more than anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no females. I'm not even going to lie to you. It wasn't family. It wasn't nothing else but my kids. Like, anybody that know me know my kids is everything to me. Like, when you see, like, you went out to the field right now, all my kids is at the field waiting on me to get back. Except for my oldest son because he got to go to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? But my kids on my hip. I got custody of my oldest son. Like, I love my kids more than life itself. Like, and there's nothing that I wouldn't do, even giving up the streets. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that was ultimately my decision. So you, so now let's talk about the process. So you decide, you know what I'm saying, to actually step into this new direction. You know, now when you do that, that could be a, a lonely road because people see you a certain type of way. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So is he serious? You know what I'm saying? You know, people come home, they say they're going to do this change, but is he really serious? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the process of you really locking in on your vision and staying down, staying down. Because like everybody's not going to believe in you. Then you got to be really tough mentally to be able to stick it out. You know, all type of thoughts going through your head. So let's talk about that process. You know what? That was really my motivation, honestly. Um, I remember working <laughs> temp service jobs, catching the, um, they got the little transportation vans when you work for the temps and you got to pay them out your check every week or whatever. And I'm like, I'm used to driving the BMW and I come home and like, I'm catching, getting a ride, dropped off to the temp service. The temp service is taking me to work. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm coming back on a bus. I'm getting off the bus one day and I'm walking from downtown. 30 plus years old. You know what I'm saying? Coming from six figures, foreign whips, living how I want. Now I'm walking fresh off the bus. Mm. And I remember my oldest sister seeing me and she gave me a ride home. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, this is really my reality. So, you know, I'm, I'm fighting with do I jump back in the streets? Because I, I don't know if I can live like this. Right. And um, so I had been like dibbling and dabbling with the foundation, you know what I'm saying, trying to get it started, but I didn't really have no, no money. I always thought it took money to, you know what I'm saying, to start what I wanted to do, which it really didn't ultimately. But um, I remember laying, um, I'm laying in the bed after I had said, I'm done with this. I'm just going to focus on my foundation. And I'm just going to get it out the mud, no matter what. And I remember my son's mom telling me, like, how you going to get money? Like, and, like, got in her feelings and told me we should separate. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember that hurt. That hurt. And I'm like, separate? Like, you, know, you don't believe in me? Like, that's how I took it. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Till to this day, she told me that wasn't her, her mindset. It was really, like, supposed to be pushing me. But to me, it was just like, you don't believe. Like, the people that are supposed to be in your corner really don't believe, but I experienced that not only with her, I experienced that with family members. And we had this conversation before where, you know what I'm saying, I had family members say, like, to tell other family members to stay away from me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they don't know what I'm into. Or, you know, you don't want to come home and be around him because, you know, he might drag you down the wrong path. So, like, I was starting to realize, like, that's how people really perceive me, like, as a monster. As a monster. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a violent criminal. I'm a drug dealer. You know, I just tried to take a man's life. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a demon myself. That's how they looking at me. And, like, that was hurtful. But it was also a reality check. Like, all right. I want to fast forward. I want to fast forward. And you don't have right prayer. And it's funny now because today they're actually um, the spokesperson for gun <laughs> prevention. Gun violence prevention. Yeah. You know, you're on a big board and you're heading that. You know, and also... What's, what's very powerful today is that this exit program 
it's a it's a door reentry program for homeless felons. Mm -hmm. So for you to be able to, uh, you know what they're going through, the transition. So you to be be able to connect them, you're changing lives on a daily basis through that. On top of your your fallen fathers foundation program. So I wanna I wanna I wanna jump to this. So it's kind of hard. Um, I had I had Fetty Fetty here first interview today. Okay. They say it's coming up. He's like, man, you was like one of the biggest artists in the city. That's all I saw. did songs together. Yeah. yeah, they say you got some songs with you. He's like, so music. Can you say, I know it's, you said it was more like therapy, for, but can you see yourself just not doing music ever again? Because at one point it was just everything. Yeah. You, you, you yeah. think it's a rap? Yeah, I'm going to tell, tell you why I can see myself not doing music. Why? So my music for me, came from a dark place. Like I said, it was for it was for me to vent. It was for me to get stuff off my chest. For the first time in my life, I'm happy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy. I've never been happy before. I don't even know what it feel like, you know what I'm saying, to be happy. Like, so this, this is new for me. This is like, oh, wow. Like, I wake up every day, I ain't stressing. I ain't thinking about robbing, stealing, or killing my kids. Like, there's food on their plate. They ain't wanting for nothing. If they call me today and they say they want this, that, or the third, guess what? We're going to get it. Like, my son was going to a football camp yesterday. I decided, okay, I'm going to go to Dick's. Bought him two pair of gloves, new spikes. You know what I'm saying? Visors. Just, like, just buying stuff. Like, because I can. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't sell no dope to do it. Right. I ain't have to rob nobody to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a blessing. My daughter... Her birthday just passed, like MCM bag and like whatever she asked for. She want to go to the movies today. We go to the movies. You want to go to Raising Cane's? Okay, we go to Cane. We go to Raising Cane. Like stuff like that. Just being able to be here and provide. Like, bro, I'm in a great place. So it's like for me, I don't know how to make happy music. I don't like when I'm gonna go in there and talk about. Like, ain't no struggle to that standpoint. I can kind of go in there and and take you back. To what the struggle was like, but then I'm like, uh, will that bring back old demons? Like, okay. if you see how it is when I even think about it, or right. I gotta talk about it, like, and this is my life now. Right. My career is I gotta always relive my past. So, as much as I can steer away from having to relive that, I try to. Okay. Okay. That's a good perspective. That's a good perspective. Now, something that's I think that's powerful that an idea that you uh, you're gonna do summer workforce development program. I think this is going to be big for the city. You know, it's yeah. been a lot of good engagement. So let's talk about that and this idea and why. All right. So I did a summer camp. <laughs> 2019 was my last summer camp before COVID interrupted the world. Um, had 130 kids in the summer camp. Now, you know, um, Job and Family Services, Urban League, uh, Ohio Guys, all of them, they have like the summer youth uh, workers, you know, and they... Basically, what they do is they employ, well, we employ the youth, but they pay them. So they send them out to your job site or whatever, or whatever you got going on, and the kids work for you, and the government pays them, the county pays them, or whatever. But these kids definitely are not trained for the workforce yet. So you got kids coming in. You got 130 kids in this summer camp. I went through, I swear, I went through about eight or 10 employees on the, on the you, you're fired side. I did. Like, you know, it wasn't me actually firing them. It was my staff, but right, right. I'm signing off on it. Like, yeah, they got to go. Because you got kids running around and you got the worker over there in the corner like this. Wow. 
or they got to take a call. Like they so important. They got to go outside or they texting, they calling and they got food being delivered. They got, oh my God. I'm like, who taught these kids how to, oh no. But then you, you want to get paid on time though. Right. You want to get paid like clockwork. So I'm sitting around and I'm like, I got parents constantly calling like, so you're doing a summer camp, you're doing a summer camp. And I'm like, no, you know, they just opened the world back up. It's too short notice. I really need six, six months at least to plan a summer camp field trips, all that. You got to book that stuff in advance. Right. And I'm sitting around and I'm thinking like, you know, I do all this work with juvenile courts, gun violence prevention, working with mentoring teens and young adults. And I remember when I first started, the big thing was, what do we do with that teenage population? Like, what? there's nothing out there for that teenage population. I'm like, they're right. Because they all want to make some money. Right. The only way they know how is the streets. But the only reason they know the streets is because the streets is easy. There's no there's no work ethic that come with that. It's simple to go get a bag and sell a bag, but we actually have to do some hard work. A lot of these kids shut down when they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Like they don't know how to use a lawnmower or they don't know how to use a pressure washer or they don't like a lot of these little girls don't even know how to do their own hair. Right. Teenage girls. You know what I'm saying? So why don't I reach out to a, a, a lady that owns a hair salon? And she can mentor two or three girls. Why don't I take four or five boys out with me on my landscaping crew and show them how to use a chainsaw? So, you know what I'm saying? Show them how to use a tiller. Like, you know, it's, it's simple stuff like that, but it's, it's teaching them the basic work skills. Right. You know, so that way they, they can be employed and maintain a job. Right. You know, so I definitely, I got like 13 or 14 employers lined up right now. Um, Dion Linder's actually going to take some, you know what I'm saying? Some I'll teach them, you know, the art of the, the culinary skills. Like, I mean, I can make some noodles. I cook a steak, fry some chicken or something like that. But that stuff he be posting. Right. Come on, Good. man. If I knew how to do that. Right. Yeah, but nobody never taught me. Right, right. You know, so. And shout out to Dion Linder. She always gets this sure. the past uh, prior interview. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna post. He's gonna make me a, a sandwich tomorrow, so I'll let y'all know how good that is. But I know it's gonna slap. Definitely shout out to Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Help yourself. And I've been on that fitness stuff. You know what I'm saying? Your boy, your boy, slimming down. I'm almost there to the goal. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. But I think so. I think I think workforce development is key to a successful workforce in the future. Just like, for instance, financial literacy is 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 key to financial success in the future, financial stability. You have to start somewhere. We have to teach it. Right. We were never taught it growing up, so we don't know it. Right. So we'll blow a bag fast because nobody ever taught us how to maintain money. So right. you'll quit a job quick because you've never had to learn basic work skills. Right. I know how many jobs I got. One check-in was, I was out. Right. So I think it's definitely, it's definitely going to be powerful, like you said, definitely instilling these principles and then them actually be physically actually go out and interact and see, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to be able to earn, but on an incentive basis. Though. Right. Like, it's definitely an incentive basis. It's a checklist. You know, was, was they present? Was they, you know what I'm saying? Was they punctual? Did they work hard? How did they react to any adversity on the workplace? Like, you know what I'm saying? Certain things like that. Like, and that way you can put it Yeah. So then you know, at the end of the eight-week program, you know, like, Okay, this is what I need to work on. Right. You know what I'm saying? We start them at 12, you know, get them to early. 12 to 17. We're going to get them early and teach them early. Right. By the time they're 14, 15, they should be able to work permit and stuff like that. Right. Some of them, 16, 17, never had that experience, so they don't, they're not ready to actually enter that workforce yet and maintain right. a job. So we're going to teach them. 
I think a big thing you said that's powerful is that just preparing them for future success. Just be able to sure. actually fully get in there. So you always got to think, think about the future at hand. If we get them young, then still certain things into them, it's going to prepare them. And I think yeah. that's definitely our duties. One thing I'm big on saying, it's going to take the community to change the community. For sure. And one thing, your slogan, which is powerful, right. save our community. It's going to take the community to save our community. Right, right. You know, save. So, so yeah. definitely save it. So I think that's powerful yeah. what you're doing. And definitely keep your foot on the gas pedal, what you've been doing. And it's funny, they said, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. <laughs> you know? So we never probably could have seen... Uh, Six years ago, you doing this, right? You know what I'm saying? But that's that's a part. That's the beauty of you know just life and just um, living. You know, living. And I tell yeah. a quick real story. It's kind of funny because I was thinking when I was leading, uh, you just leading the gun patrol thing. I remember uh, <laughs> we he was pissed at me. He was like, we was we went to Cleveland. We was going to this uh, club or something like that. And I think I left my ID, so I, I drove off. And he was pissed. He's like, man, we Cleveland. He let me go, Wesley, no gun, no strap. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he always had to have a gun. He always had a gun. And I, I thought about the situation. I'm like, you know what? This is part of this guy, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it 100 with y'all. Keep it 100 with y'all. I'm like, if something happened, I'd be pissed. So I drove back up there. <laughs> I drove back up there. It's like when that happened. But that way, hey, with no games, he had to have that strap with him. He always had to have that gun. So it's kind of funny. Fast forward territory. With money on, we we right. throw money off the thing. And, right. Oh, you didn't bounce. No, no, I wasn't sitting out there on that top. I'm like, man, this man, I'm just, I'm right. I was like, no, if something happened, I'd be like, I'll never forget what's up. So I definitely came up there. But yeah, it's a beauty, man, just to see everything you're doing. Definitely keep up the great work. Last question I want to ask you um, give the people some principles that you live by. Um, First and foremost, you know, you might not know it, but I'm very, I'm very spiritual. Like, so putting God first. Putting God first is the biggest thing for me. Like, you might not see me get on my knees and pray, but I'm always talking to God. That has been the biggest influence for me. That's what's really got me where I'm at. Um, secondly, it's, it's, it's a few things that my dad instilled in me growing up. He always talked about the three Ds, being driven, being dedicated, and being determined. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm always, I'm always dedicated to whatever I put my mind to. I'm going to see it through. You know what I'm saying? My drive is through the roof. It's through the roof. If I, if I commit to it, what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen because I'm determined to make it happen. I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to stop. And you'll see that in my foundation. My foundation started off as a grassroots organization off the seat of my pants. And I paid for everything out of pocket. Now you're talking about a foundation who's who's getting six figures in grant funding yearly, um, who is actually now pressing an envelope for seven figures in funding, you know what I'm saying, to give back to our community and provide for for our people. You know what I'm saying? Like, my biggest thing is, is, is looking out for my people. Like, um, Wendell Bates, you know, this is one of my good friends, and we played basketball and stuff together. And even from the streets to my legitimate stuff, he always called me Nino. You always call me Nino. If you ever watch New Jack City and you remember that scene when Nino was passing the turkeys off the back of the truck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was in the streets heavy. He was he was a monster, but he had a heart for the community. Like and and, and that's always been me. Like even when I was in the streets, I looked out for everybody. So turning that into a legitimate bag, you know what I'm saying, and doing it the right way, and still still being able to bless others. 
Like, man, that's huge for me. So, like, and that, that's my third one. Like, always be willing to bless others. Pay it forward, man. Pay it forward is big. That's dope. That's dope, man. So, um, I definitely commend you. You definitely saving, you know, saving our community. You know, I think it's uh one thing that with you, like you starting something and you know this, you know, but it's way bigger than you. You know, mm-hmm. so if something's way bigger than you, it's easy to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. I definitely see the drive. Definitely, you start something, you're going to finish it. And that's definitely important. That's something we definitely need, you know, definitely in our community. Yeah. So definitely keep your foot on the gas pedal. I know the best is yet to come. Um, everything about my guy says success is the only option. So definitely stay connected with him. Uh, give the people your social media information. Uh, Fallen Fathers underscore CEO on Instagram. Um, Tim Anderson Jr. on Facebook. Follow the Fallen Fathers page. Fallen Fathers Foundation on Instagram and Fallen Fathers on Facebook. Uh, FallenFathersFoundation.org is the website. You can go on there, get access to any programs, make a donation to the uh, foundation. We can always use your help. It's always somebody in need. So please, please support, support, and continue to support black business in our community. And then the, for the, um, the summer workforce development, what's the cutoff date for that? Um the registration deadline is June 11th. I really, I really want to say the 10th, but I, I push it back to the 11th because I know that's a Friday, you know, because it's a hundred dollar registration fee. Um, the kids will actually, like I said, they will be able to earn incentive based pay off of the workforce development as long as long as they're doing what they're supposed to, and they'll also get work skills. So, um, if you're interested in that, email me at fallenfathersfoundation at gmail.com. Okay, great, great. So I appreciate y'all tuning into the Goal Getter Podcast with Jay Black. Definitely stay connected on social media. One thing I want you to understand is that um, if you're still breathing, that means you have an opportunity to change your life around, you know, live your best life. But one thing he said earlier is that he's happy. He's happy. You deserve to be happy. So if it, if it takes you to cut out certain people in your life, sometimes it might be family members. You need to do it. Whatever it takes for you to be happy, that's what you need to do. Because as we all know, if we ain't seen nothing else in this pandemic, we know that tomorrow is not promised. So why not live your best life? Why not? Why would you choose to be miserable and hold on to somebody that doesn't want the best for themselves? So it's, it's taking your energy down. You know, the energy you put out comes back to you, but I need you to stay connected with people who are like-minded. So I love and believe in you. And always remember, always remember, always remember. Only person that can stop you is you. It's the Go Get a Podcast with Jay Black. Stay excited and stay connected www.jblackinspires.com